welcome to the 343rd episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on July 2nd, 2023. My name is Brad Galloway. I'm the editor of GameCritics.com, and I'm also 50% of this here show. With me is the man who's got his hose ready, Carlos Rodella. That is not the intro I was prepared for. <laughs> the hose? It's July 2nd, and on July 4th, everybody gets those really unsafe fireworks, and it's so dry right now. I strongly suggest everybody get their garden hose ready in case someone sets your house on fire. Hose, H-O-S-E. Oh, did you? Th- oh, <laughs> I see what you were thinking. Well, I was very confused. I'm. All- <laughs> That's very funny, but that is 100% not what I... No, I was thinking July 4th. It's so fucking hot right now, bro. I know. Oh, my God. The thought that people are going to go out in the street and light a bunch of fireworks is frightening to me. Well, I'm in an apartment on the fifth floor, so I probably am not going to get caught on fire. Um, but and I don't have a hose. Oh, that's true. Do you have yeah. one of those um, apartment ladders that you keep in? Like if your building catches fire, you no. stick it in your windowsill and you jump out on the ladder. No, no, no. no. Oh, Probably man. just go down the stairs unless they're on fire. Um, anyway, welcome, welcome to the fire. Welcome to the show. Yes. <laughs> no, but by the way, and without a real quick tangent in the beginning, I was talking with uh, my Lyft driver the other day. Yeah. And we were talking about how Seattle is warmer. And for all those people who don't think so, you're wrong. Okay. Oh, it's literally factually warmer. Yeah. And so, and we were both saying like, it doesn't even matter if it's about global warming or if it's the earth turning differently or aliens. Like it literally doesn't matter to either of us. We were like, it's just happening. Uh, And so like, yeah, Yeah. it's a fact. And, and we don't want it, you know, I don't want that. No, no. I've been sweating, um, a lot, uh, more than is normal, more than is healthy. Uh, we had to get a new AC unit. And we're just, it's its just barely July, dude. Like, the hottest Ugh. part of the year hasn't even happened yet. We're in trouble, bro. I don't like it. Anyways, anyway. let's not talk about the Firecast, which is a good name for this podcast. We just talked about heat and fire Oof, and warmth. Yeah. Too um, much. But let's talk no. about some fiery games. Fiery games. Hot stuff. Yes, Hot folks. Stuff. Folks, uh, let's kick the show off. Uh, let's get off of non-game stuff. Let's talk about things that you love things that i love things that carlos loves video games before we get into the main content of the show we are going to do a little bit of housekeeping as everyone knows or if you're listening for the first time you're about to know carlos and i share a virtual living space divided down the middle with a strict a strict of a du- strict a duct strict tape. of duct tape i don't know yeah <laughs> it's a very strict tape you know strict tape yeah, yeah i don't know is. that's a different kind of tape strip of duct tape his side my side things are messed and we're going to tidy up that's right, folks. It is housekeeping. Carlos, I got actually an above average number of things on my oh, side no. of the room. Jeez. What do you got over there? It seems like you got a kind of a cluttered mess over it's there, bro. What you got? packed over here, bro. You can barely walk through that. It's like hoarders. I, it is like hoarders today. Jeez, um, I don't even know how to get started. First off, we have t-shirts that I joked about on last episode. I made one. Uh, we talked about all these kind of different titles that we have for our podcast are funny sounding. And so why don't we put them on a t-shirt? And you um, did. And so I put one of them up and even just like sayings that we say in the show. And the first one was, I hate your tutorial. Um, oh my gosh. You know, you put that shirt up and I retweeted it. And you know who, you know who responded to me? Who? It was so funny. So, you know, I'm a big trials, trials HD fan, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the, the, one of the guys who worked on these amazing, um, really, really excellent trials HD tutorials, like the trials HD professor, 
he came on like to me and he's like, well, you know, I think mine were okay. And I'm like, oh, nice. yes, your word is very good. And you know who came on right after that was the creator of Trials. And he came on and he's like, yeah, I agree. Those, those tutorials are pretty good. And I'm like, ah, ah, getting served right on my, <laughs> right wow. the very first tweet that we make about these shirts. I got served so hard. Their trials were good. Uh, their trials, their tutorials yeah. were good. So I, I concede. But yes, it is a funny shirt. I'm going to order one today. Actually, I was going to say you still better order one. Just no, I'm going get, to. I'm going to. They struck, they struck fear in your heart. It, it was just um, really funny that those guys called me out so hard on that. Well, we're going to do another one that maybe isn't as uh, harsh on tutorials, and we'll keep putting them up. If you could put the link in the show notes, Brad, that'd be great. If I could remember to do that, I absolutely will do that. I will try to remember. Remind try to remember. Remind me. Remind me. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then also, do, 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 do. Well, I, just a couple of quick Diablo updates. Um, still playing that game, even though I've beaten it, beaten the campaign. I'm level 58 right now. Uh, the max is 100. I don't know if I'll ever get there, but um, it's going kind of fast at this point because I am pretty high powered. Um, but I put up an apology video. I just think it's funny because I never made those kind of things. And it's like tongue-in-cheek apology. But Oh, so you weren't really apologizing for anything. It was a joke? Well, I kind of was. So here's what I did. So I made a video on my alt TikTok, which is called A Lot of Things Podcast, in case you want to follow that. And I just kind of put up stuff where I talk about games and stuff and um, that I don't mention on this show, kind of. And I talked about how why does anybody want to grind, like I said in this show, I think, uh, to 100 and just you're just getting like incremental percentages higher. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I made an apology video because I found myself later, you know, that week playing like 20 hours of doing just that. So you were grinding. I was grinding and loving it because, and here's the thing, the asterisk and the caveat of my apology is they built a very good world. I did definitely my broken record at this point. It is kind of like an Elden Ring where you're just always wanting to muck about and run around find new monsters, find new dungeons. There's tons of stories, you know, like little stories that people probably just skip. I know they skip it. I listen to those stories, you know, little side missions. I skipped them. I just went to one, though, um, and it was from a character from the campaign. And because people are probably skipping even some of the side missions, they don't know that, right? Yeah. And it was really good and kind of moving. And I was like, okay, there's extra content in here, and you guys aren't even, like, finding it. And by the way, that one which I can, I don't know the name of it. It gives you an amulet, the only kind in the whole game that adds life, like just straight life to your to your uh, character. So I have like 800 extra life just from one amulet I got from one side quest. Hmm. Um, that's actually a lot of life in Diablo. Okay, I believe um, you. Because your totals are like thousands or something, you know? So anywho, the long and the short of it is I made the apology because it is, it's a fucking great uh, contraption. You know, like it's an addictive thing that you don't, they're not trying to addict me to so I can spend money because I don't give a shit about the cosmetics, but they are doing a very good job of keeping me in their ecosystem. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because of that moment to moment gameplay for me as a barbarian um, and the way I dodge and, and roll and, you know, I don't really roll, but I dodge and I move and, um, and I'm not doing the whirlwind the whole time. It's actually fun to play the game. So that's, well, that's my that's good. I mean, that's a basic achievement that most games should strive for, right? <laughs> nice. It should be fun to play this game. Right. But I'm saying it's even fun to grind a bit because you're not it's not just about going up one percent of whatever. It's about being in this world and just like, you know, find new shit. So yeah. yeah. Anyways, that's my only update that I, I I'm still enjoying it. And you're like not gonna go back to it, right? 
uh, you know, I don't know. I may come back to it if I'm feeling uh, wild one night or something, but it's pretty much on hiatus right now. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm back in uh, and all the way back in. Oh, one more last thing. What? One last thing. And this is good for our audience to listen because it's kind of funny. But um, the butcher, are you familiar with him and Diablo? He's, he's from like the very first Diablo game, right? Yeah. He just shows up and randomly to try to like fuck with you. And oh, he's in funny. Diablo 4 as well. Um, I don't know if he was random in the other ones. No, he was like the he was the very first boss of Diablo one. Oh, when you got down right. to like the first end of the first like floor or cluster of floors, he was the very very first boss. I'm pretty sure. Ah, uh, okay. And people are saying that that has to do with the cow level, uh, because the people are trying to find the cow level in Diablo oh, four right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anywho, long story short, he randomly shows up in Diablo four just when you don't want to mess with him, and he has this like chain. He brings you back over like Mortal Kombat. And so, in general, either you die or you run. And I am strong enough now that I saw him pop up, and I was like, "Okay, motherfucker, let's do this." Uh, and I beat him, and it felt very fucking good. This is what I'm talking about: little victories. That's you know? cool. Yeah, that's cool. And then when I beat him, uh, I was like, I got nothing, and I kind of was sad. I got like you one... didn't get a special weapon. I got or legendary, but I didn't need it because I'm so strong at this uh, point. That sucks. So then. He popped up literally like, I don't know, six hours later, like the next day, essentially. Um, and I was like, already, motherfucker? And so I fought him again, and he gave me a harder fight this time. I beat him, and I got his weapon. Oh, nice. It was like the butcher's cleaver or something. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a big cleaver, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I was like, and that's one of my main weapons. Oh, nice. Okay, so that's a good feeling. See? That's a good feeling. And, yeah. But they don't do enough of those things. Oh, yeah, I was literally going to say they got to do more of those things. That yes. would get me back in for sure. Right. See what I'm saying? Like, that's why I want to tell that story because I feel like if A, if, if, if uh, Blizzard does more of that, that'd be great. But B, there's some of that stuff in there. So that's cool. It kind of reminds me of like um, the pursuer from Dark Souls 2, I think, is kind of like that where he pops mm, up and follows mm. you. There's also. You know, like Nemesis from uh, Resident Evil or something like that. That kind yeah. of that's a fun little thing that happens sometimes. Totally, cool. that sounds pretty cool. Um, the Annapurna showcase happened. We both could talk about that for a second if you looked at any of those games. We will not both talk about it. You will talk about it, and I'll go. Man, I forgot, and I was so oh, busy. Nice. I didn't have time. I wanted to watch. I mean, if it counts for anything, Annapurna, I genuinely, in my heart of hearts, wanted to watch it. And in fact, I may still watch it after the show. You can. Uh, I just didn't get to it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's still, still available. It's still there. It's also very short. Oh, so, like half hour? Uh, yeah, 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. Okay, that's perfect. Perfect. So basically, you know, a lot of these showcases are super long and you're like just inundated with so many games. This is like really spending a lot of time on one game and the developers behind them. It's really good and focused and whatever. So a ton of good stuff, but I'll just mention three quick things. One, a couple, it's a very endearing story, is working on a sci-fi a kind of futuristic game, but they both love Mother, uh, Mother 2. Oh, like Earthbound. Yeah, yeah Earthbound. And so, you know, that's their inspiration, and it's sci-fi. I'm, like, all in. I mean, we need um, more of those, for sure. Not yeah. enough of those going around. No, I don't think that they had a name for the game, but the the, comp- the developer was M Games. Okay. Um, Ghost Bike looked really cool. Uh, you'll, oh, yeah, you'll I see saw Ghost Bike. Yeah, yeah. fun. And then Flock looks interesting, especially for multiplayer. I'm not that person, but if you want to get together with your family or just online, you, like, fly around as, like, a flock of birds. And it just seems like relaxing and cool. Yeah. And then lastly, the big reveal, which I'll spoil for you now. <clears throat> Go ahead. Yeah, uh, please. A Blade Runner game. A new Blade Runner game. Oh, interesting. Ba- is it like all new based on a film? Like what What was the inspiration there? Oh, you know, I just, I don't even remember the context. It just felt like an adventure game. Mm, okay. And it was a new one. And I was like, okay. oh, I'm, I'm in, you know. 
Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All Anywho, right, cool. uh, I will watch it tonight. I always like what Annapurna does. I may not love all their games, but I love what they're doing, and I love their approach and their originality. And I'm really glad that they're doing what they're doing in the industry. I mean, regardless of whether I mean I've loved a lot of their games, not all, but mo- like many of them. And I, I I think that we need more people like them because what they are doing is adding like diversity to the field out there. And it would yeah. be a really sad state of affairs if we didn't have people trying the way that they're trying. Exactly. And yeah. they did a really good showcase. Everybody yeah. check it out. Okay. I have two more things, one small thing and one uh, angry soapbox. So what do you uh-oh. have? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, I've got like some random announcements. Uh, you want to save yours for the end? Do you have any to do now? Or what do you think? Well, let's switch it up. Okay, can... let's switch it up. Um, just a heads up that not this year, which bummed me out because I really would have liked to play it. I think coming early... 2024 which i you know i'm actually getting a lot of like like game announcements for 2024 and i'm like that's just too far away but this one i'll make an exception for Mm. uh badlands crew is coming 2024 so this is from runner duck studio um i believe they've only made two games so far first one is bomber crew for the switch which i love i love bomber crew it's so fucking good uh, it's the one where you take a World War II bomber, you fill it full of little dudes. You see it like an ant farm style view, like cutaway. Hmm. And like one guy's a pilot, one guy's a navigator. You've got a couple gunners. You've got one guy doing the radio, et cetera, et cetera. And you fly these missions in real time over, you know, fictional Germany or something like that. Hmm. And so like other planes are attacking you, but you're inside and you're like, oh, some guy gets shot. So you like put a banjo on that guy. You're moving your guys inside around the plane at the same time that you're flying out in the real world. Fucking love Bomber Crew. It's so good. So good. Um, they also did Space Crew, which was kind of like the same thing, but in space with kind of like a Star Trek vibe to it. Not as successful for me. I feel like they were trying a few things that didn't quite work. Didn't really pop. I mean, I, I appreciate what they're doing. Not my favorite. Bomber Crew was like fucking amazing. But they're coming back now with Badlands crew and this is Mad Max. And so I feel like maybe they're going to, they got a fresh perspective. They're going to like course correct after uh, space crew. So instead of being in the air or space, you're in this giant, like, you know, like land cruising, Mad Max, weird, you know, future wrecker vehicle kind of thing. Mm. And it's kind of the same thing where you've got like a driver, you've got a, a front gunner, you've got a rear gunner, you've got a guy manning the fuel, you've got a guy doing like traps or whatever. And so you're like managing those guys as you're driving through the wasteland, you get attacked by other cars in real time. So you got to like fight them off in the outer world, but also maintain the inner world of your vehicle as well. So basically the same theme. I mean, they've got a, they've got a, a vibe that they're going for, um, but I like it and I think it's really good. And I don't think it's a lot of games out there that are like them. And if it's any, if it's even close to being as good as bomber crew, I'll be over the moon, dude, because I love Mad Max shit. I love Bomber Crew. I really want them to come back strong with another big hit. Um, very excited for this one. Did you ever play any of these? Uh, any I of the didn't. Games? No, I'm trying to look at the trailer now. Uh, it definitely has a certain art style that I wouldn't think is a Brad art style. It's not ordinarily a Brad art style. It's kind of the big head, little body yeah, kind of thing. But man, the like gameplay you. is so solid, dude. Okay. It sold me. Oh, man. If you're going to play anyone, play Bomber Crew. Bomber Crew is the shit. I love it so much. Well, if um, you want a, a wish list that you can now, and that's helpful for developers. Yeah, absolutely. Wish list, Badlands Crew, coming, I think, early 2024, I believe. So, All right. All right. Next thing I've got here is the very first DLC for Woe Long, Fallen Dynasty, just came out a couple days ago. Um, I forget what it's called. It's called something, 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 Mountain. I forget. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it's called. Uh, but basically, it's a new story, uh, story DLC. It's not just weapons or skins or anything. Like, there's an actual legit story chapter continues the tale after you beat the game so they they assume you finished the game and seen the ending and you know what happens and so they just keep pushing forward which is great love that i know you're a fan of that as well Mm -hmm. 
Um, so they add a brand new weapon type, which is pretty cool. A couple new monsters, a couple new bosses. Uh, I think there are skins, but that's not really the point. Um, so it's just like, you know, more of the same thing, which is amazing. I know you didn't click with Wolong very much. And um, we are going to be talking about it at the end of the year. Maybe for a good reason, maybe for a bad reason. But um, I did really end up liking Wolong quite a bit. Uh, so I did buy the DLC, had to buy it. All right. Uh, which is no problem. Not not salty about that. That's fine. Happy to kick them like $9 or whatever. But I, I got to admit, I'm a little bit hesitant because I haven't played Wolong since February. Really? Maybe. That long? Yeah, February or January. I even forgot it was this year, dude. It feels like it was last year, but it was literally this year. Like the end of January, I think, is when it came out. Yeah. I beat it in like, you know, a week, and then I was done. I haven't touched it since. Um, so I genuinely think I don't remember how to play that game. And oh, it's yeah. really I'm hard, sure. right? I'm it's sure. really difficult. Yeah. So I'm a little scared. Like I'm at the edge of the pool. And the water looks real cold. I'm going to dip a toe in and see, like, is it really as cold as it looks? I don't know. But I will give it a shot, maybe, like, later on today or tomorrow or something. But anyway, heads up to people who enjoyed Wolong, if you got past that fucking first boss, uh, because there's more of it. And I think that's basically a good thing. Interesting. I'm wondering if uh, when you first, when you start that DLC up, if there's a boss that you can't beat. That would be really funny and also really terrible. And it would piss me off. Yeah. And I would appreciate the humor, but I'd also be really mad. I'm so. not, I'm not, what I call that is I call it so long DLC. Oh, oh shit. snap. Dang, you went for it and that landed, buddy. Wait, that did landed. we already do that bit? Um, I don't think we did. Okay, well, I just, there you go. I don't know, maybe. Uh, but for those people, you know, there's people for that. So <laughs> moving on. Hey, by the way, can I do a tangent on that? Um, well, yeah, go ahead. I got a couple things, but go ahead, do the tangent, dude. Well, the, the tangent is DLC related because this is just before this podcast, before we started recording, I turned on my PlayStation uh, hungry for games because there's no um, satiating, Carlos. Like there, no, it's a bottomless pit. Dude. It is a bottomless pit. I have need for games limited only by um, his budget. Yes, and sometimes not even that. Sometimes not even that. <laughs> but now I make okay money, normal money. I think. Well, there is no normal. I make okay money. You make money. I make money, and so now it's not as big of a problem. But back then, when we were recording, and I had no job, yeah, I still would buy games. You did. So, uh, anywho, the point is, I saw on PlayStation, the Callisto Protocol has a new DLC. Now, wait a minute. Callisto Protocol isn't the one, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that the one that was like Dead Space inspired, but then everybody bashed it because it had some kind of, a lot of problems or something, right? Yeah. Well, don't say, uh, problems, asterisks. Okay. It, It was different. Uh, which we say on this podcast. Did we all the talk time. about it on the show? We did a little bit, and I only like played the demo, so I couldn't get the full grasp of it. Okay, so you didn't. You did not play the whole game. No, I didn't. I played okay. the demo when it came out, and we did talk about it on the show. And I said something like, "Because of the reviews, which you shouldn't go off all the time, even our reviews, like sure, true, whatever." True. Um, people were saying like they were let down because it's some of the developers from Dead Space, but it's not Dead Space, and it wasn't trying to be. And I went back and watched like you know later reviews. And they're like, it's really good for what it is. It's it's just something else, right? Right. right it's right. not. It don't look for that like jump scares and the and the the creepy vibe or whatever. It's kind of creepy there, but it's almost like um, just an action slash light RPG game where you're going through and just seeing these weird shit happening and then fighting a bunch of monsters. Okay. Um, so, anyways, I heard all this really positive praise about it afterwards, and then I, today I just saw that DLC that came out. So I picked it up, and on PlayStation. Uh, I don't know how much is on Xbox, but it was thirty dollars. 
Well, it's not too bad. So you got the it full used to be game seventy dollars. No, 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 no. The DLC you still have to pay for. But what I did is it, it kind of you know pushed me in that direction to finally go into so it. So you're getting it for like less than half. Way less, yeah, because it was seventy forever. It would never go down. That's expensive. So yeah. what they did—that's really smart, though. See, they got me in because they they did that at the same time the DLC came out. So okay, all right. You have you started it? So I'm starting it tonight after this podcast. Okay, okay. And I bring it up because of a it's DLC. So if anybody did like it, there's new DLC out right now called Final Transmission. And then secondly, um, I'm going to do that thing where I watch media and play a game like it. What are you going to watch? Uh, I'm going to try to finish Silo. Oh, okay. Uh, which yeah, I mentioned right. to you is yeah. very fucking good on Apple TV. Yeah, it's on our list, man. We, I was gonna, uh, as per usual, as you know, for me, I really want to wait till all the episodes come out before we start watching. They're it, all so. out. Oh, they out. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, you yeah. Just finish. Yeah, just finish? it's it's done. It's on episode nine. That's the finale. Oh, good. Okay. So excellent. for me, excellent. I'm like just a few episodes left, and so I'm doing that, and then I'm gonna start up Callisto Protocol, which has a sci-fi vibe. All right. Well, let me know how it goes. I'm interested in it. You know, I was kind of watching it. And then I saw all of the, the, the pushback after it came out. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll, just, I'll cool off. I'll wait and see what happens then. So I'm totally fine if it's not exactly like Dead Space. I mean, if they're doing something different, yeah, cool. But I just, the, the, the negativity was so strong at the time. I'm like, well, I'm not going to gamble on this. I'll wait till, you know, 15 bucks or 20 bucks. And that makes sense at $70. Totally. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right. And yeah. that's why I'm jumping in right now at 30. So, well, talk about it next week, dude. Let's, uh, in fact, I'm going to put it on the agenda. Put it on the agenda. I'm going to put it on the agenda for I'm next week so we don't tonight. forget. I'm going to yep. put it on right now. All right, keep talking. Uh, and then I have a soapbox moment, but okay, I, I interrupted you. You have a couple more things. Oh, that's fine. Then yeah, we have to go. All right. It's on the script. We're going to be talking about it next week. Um, Just a couple updates. As I said earlier, I like to give uh, updates on certain games because, you know, when we talk about games on the show, we're always really limited. We're playing a lot. We can't, you know, we don't just play one game a week. And so sometimes we don't do as deep a dive as some people would like. And we give impressions and just, you know, maybe five hours, 10 hours, whatever on a good game. So I talked about Harmony Fall of Reverie last week. Uh, this was a visual novel from Don't Nod, which had a lot of really interesting systems in it. Uh, basically, you play a person who can go back and forth between the real world and a world where, um, I don't know, like like values or something are personified, like um, strength and bonds and joy and stuff. Like those are people in the other other dimension. They, they influence humanity. Humanity influences them. And you go back and forth between. Mm. And the twist on the visual novel aspect is that you can see the future so the game in, in the story of the game, you can see the future. But how, what that means is, is when you're playing the game, you can see the story path laid out for you, everything that's going to happen. So you can choose which story path you want to go because you are, you know, clairvoyant or prescient oh, or something right. like that. Yep. Right. So I was really digging it last week. I was really high on it. I really liked it. I got um, I want to say maybe I felt like I was a hop, skip and a jump away from finishing it. And turns out there was like this whole other chunk at the end. But basically, I wanted to circle back and say um, I totally cooled off on it at the end. Um, it takes a couple really big missteps. And I kind—I of, don't think I just stopped playing. It. I didn't even finish it. And I thought for sure I was going to finish it. Um, basically, what happens is for me anyway, um, we got to some choices that were like big choices in the game. And I just did not have enough information on what I was choosing. Um, for example, I'm not going to spoil anything, but basically you have to make a choice between A and B. And they're like, what's your choice? And I'm like, okay, so what is A and what is B? I don't really know other than the fact that you're telling me there's an A and a B. I, I was like, you got to tell me more. Like, I feel like the entire game is hinging on this. And it kind of did. Um, I felt really frustrated because in a game like this, you know, I, you're making this giant game altering choice, altering the ending, altering who lives and dies. And if I don't even understand what I'm choosing between, it really takes you out of the moment, right? Mm. So I made a choice. Um, it was not exactly what I thought it was going to be. So I got real salty about that. 
And then later on, it just kind of fell apart. Like I just felt like, um, because I, I kind of got out of the story because I didn't know what was going on as it progressed. I did not feel as invested because I was like, well, fuck this, this thing didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. And, and it wasn't one of those, I'm just bitter because something bad happened. It was bitter because you didn't explain it and I didn't understand what was happening. So I feel like I just kind of got railroaded and that's not how you want your player to feel like, and later on as the game progressed, I got, I could see some choices that I couldn't choose and I wasn't sure why I couldn't choose them. So the game was not surfacing to me enough what the factors were. And I felt like I was like, well, I wanted to do this thing and I've been, I was able to do it before, but I can't do it now. How come I can't do it now? I'm not sure. I don't know why. And so I kind of, it just, it was like losing me. I don't know if it, if they lost control of it because there was like too many branches at the end or, or what happened, but it was so tight and so great for like first half, super solid, loved it, super in, you know, you got to the three quarter mark and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know what's going on. And then it just kind of lost me. So dude. yeah. Oh man. I'm <clears> so disappointed, dude. Like up until that point, I was like, oh, this might be a top 10. This feels pretty good. I'm digging this. Um, but boy, they really stumbled so hard um, yeah. at the end. That was disappointing. It's like shows. It's like movies. Um, and it, it, for me, it's like my comedy sketches, like sticking the, <laughs> well, sticking the landing is hard. Right. It's very hard. Yeah. It's like very hard. I just wrote, um, and I'll tell you this uh, little inside tip, the new sketch that's going up probably later tonight. Uh, cause I haven't done one in forever is uh Starbucks. Oh, this, this sketch will be lost on you. Uh, no offense, but you don't know the TikTok stuff. No, I don't. Um, but go ahead. Go ahead. And so is, uh, it's a Starbucks, you know, barista and, and the customer's like, I was very complicated order. Um, why am I telling you the story all of a sudden? What was I That's, just talking you, about? You were like, oh, you're going to give me the inside scoop behind the scenes because it's hard to stick the landing. Oh, the stick the landing. Okay, there. okay we're back. <laughs> Welcome back we're to back, the old man cast where we forget what we're talking about right in the middle of talking about it. It's because, yeah, it's hard to, to end things. And so I'm sad for you with the with the game right now uh, to kind of... It was, it was hard to end your story right there. Yeah, I know. And so then I was relating that it's it's difficult to stick the landing in shows and and movies and stuff, and also in comedy sketches. Speaking of which, mine is about the Starbucks uh, barista who's taking an order from this guy, and this guy's like one of the most annoying customers in the world, just saying a bunch of annoying shit, you know? Mm -hmm. And then he just stands there, and the barista's sad and, you know, mad or whatever. So the barista hands him a grimace. Um, oh, the shake, yeah. The shake. You, do you die? know about that? They, they, oh, yeah, the people are, that are dying. So, yes. But he says, do you want to try a free grimace uh, frappuccino? <laughs> and I made one, by the way. And That's pretty funny. Did color grading on it, and uh, so it looks purple. And he drinks it, and then he disappears. It is. I didn't do any graphic violence. Oh, you should have done a graphic, dude. Well, I just had him go away, you know, because uh -huh. a lot of a lot of TikToks are doing that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then the other guy, the barista, just goes, "Excellent." No, that's good. That's a good landing. See? That's a good landing. Yeah. But the, but there's multiple and uh, multiple landings. One was, oh, I guess TikTok was right. And then I had one. Oh, I guess all those TikTok videos were right. <laughs> Uh, no, no, right. No. It's gotta, too much. No, it's, I know it's too, it's much. too much. Yeah. And then I, I did excellent. And after excellent, I did. Um, oh, I guess those TikTok videos are right. But no, all I'm going to cut that part. No, you know, yeah. what's even better is if you just you know, would you like a grimace shake and just stop right there? I think that's pretty fucking funny right there. Oh, yeah. But I did all the work to color grade that purple drink. <laughs> That's fucking. Go that's in. I'm not taking that out. Oh, you got to kill your babies when you're creating, man. Well, yeah, but it did, literally when he disappears and he says excellent, you just yeah. laughed at that. I did, but you know. Anyway, do you think? Uh, okay, we're taking this apart on the podcast. This is we not are. games. But real we quick, are. do you think yes. you would laugh harder at him handing the grimace shake, and everybody's implied that what's going to happen? For me, I would laugh harder if you stopped at "Would you like a grimace shake?" and handed it to him. I think for me, 
my sense of humor, I would laugh hardest at that. Would he I, say yes, okay, and take it, or not even take no, it? No, I, I wouldn't. Even, I wouldn't even go there. I would just like here. Would you like your grimace shake? Because that says it all, right? Because you're like fucking die is basically what you're saying, right? Like you're telling this guy, it kind of sums That's up the baristas frustrating. And okay. everybody's seen those memes. I mean, even I've seen it, right? I, don't wow, know, I know TikTok, you do right? know about what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so what I'll do is I will make two versions, <laughs> and we just worked that out on the podcast. We did. Um, and because Push I do, up. I still like the blinking out of existence thing. Cause that happens in the TikTok videos, right, right? You know? And so I did that work to make them blink out. So, okay. Thank you for that. And welcome back to sketch writing. Uh, <laughs> peek behind the curtain folks. There you go. All right. We're going to shut that curtain. I one have, more. Yeah. One you more. have one more thing and I have one more thing. One more thing. And then you're going to go off on the soapbox, which I'm looking forward okay. to. Just a quick update on aliens, dark descent. I talked about it last week. Uh, really brief update. The brief update is it's still awesome. I love it. I think mm. it's fucking great. Um, there have been a few bugs, so I'm not going to say it's perfect. I mean, they definitely have a few rough edges to polish. Um, I wish, oh my God, if there was anything I could fix in this game, if I just had one wish, it sounds, it's hard to explain, but I wish you could rotate the map because sometimes the map is always, when you go to your pause screen, the map is always facing north. But when you are playing the game, sometimes you are rotating the screen around so you get a better view. So sometimes you're like looking south because that's the better view. But when you hit the map screen to see where you're going, the map is north and your brain instantly like explodes because you're like, wait, it's backwards. Where am I going? What's going on? And like, I wish you could rotate the map. That's my one, my biggest ask right now. If anybody's listening on the dev team, please fucking let me rotate the map. I hate the map, but this game is great. I love it. The the tactics. I wasn't sure if real time was going to work for me, but it's totally working for me. I think it's great. Sounds are great. Graphics are great. Uh, great tension. Great missions. I'm like super invested in this game. I think it's really fucking fun. If you're an Aliens fan, you got to play this game. They finally got one right. This is great stuff. Check it out for sure. Number two. For sure. Okay. I'm done. And I, wait, wait, wait. Here we go. Uh, here, here's your soapbox. Got it out from the oh, back thanks. here. Dusted it off. Hold on one second. I got to stand up on it. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, I feel tall. You're very tall. Don't fall. Okay. Um, is there rails? I feel like I need guardrails now. Well, if you fall, your hip's probably going to go, so don't it fall. It will. I'm old. Yeah, we're both Um old. Okay, so this is a Bethesda soapbox. Uh-oh. Okay. The one, there's two pieces to it. The first piece I'll get out of the way real quick that it came out that 4K, 60 frames per second, it's going to be available on PC for Starfield. Yes. Okay. I'm just upset about that. It's not that <laughs> big of a soapbox, but that one I'm, I don't like. <laughs> right? Because I'm, I'm not going to play my PC because my PC can't handle it. Right, it's a right. newer PC, and it'll still probably stutter sure. on high res or whatever. And I don't want yes. fucking stutter. Welcome to PC gaming. Right. No, but welcome to Xbox lying to me, because now I have to play on my Series X, the most powerful system in the world, at 30. Whatever. It might not be as bad as we're all thinking, or that I'm thinking, but it doesn't matter, because you're telling me that it's now available over here on the PC if you just had a, a better PC idiot. Right, right, um, right. That's not cool. It's just not cool. And then the other thing that's so not cool is that Phil Spencer recently came out. This is not about Phil. It's about Bethesda. Uh, and they just said that Elder Scrolls Six is five plus years away. <laughs> that's... Okay, we can laugh and have our good time. That's, yeah, that's but it, really it's, funny. Yeah. It's fucked. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I don't understand that. That would mean it would be, it's going to be ten and a half years between Elder Scrolls games or something, or even longer than that. Sure, sure I sure. just don't understand what we want games to get to. Because, yes, you can be ambitious and stuff like that. But they, they, we, we've been ambitious this whole time as developers, right? People have been making shit, pushing the boundaries or whatever. Anything that's that long, and I'm thinking about, like, am I going to be on Social Security? Like, 
Am I be an old person? Will I be young enough to play this game when it comes out? Yeah, my thumbs are going to be achy. I don't know. I don't, maybe you don't have a problem with it. I think it's ridiculous. And what I'm thinking is, and why I bring it up on my soapbox, it's 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 pointing to an industry problem of like game industry. Uh, what do I want to call it? Bloating. Like yeah, you know, it's like it's bloating up this game to be all these things. Have so many systems. Have so many people working on it. And as you know, any company is difficult to rein people in because you have so many different people working at different things. Then it, someone, um, you know, enters a bug somewhere and now the whole thing's fucked. Right, right, right. It's not lean and mean and making a game quickly. So I just hate this. I hate this, what it says for the for Elder Scrolls because I want to play a new one. Uh, and then I hate it because it, it, it points to this longer life cycle of games. Well, you know, I actually, I really fully agree with you. Um but I think it's I think it's not just games. I think it's also movies. I think it's also TV. Like yeah. it's it's also music. Even it's also books. Even I it's think probably every, le- it's probably yeah. the least music though. Because I've 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 like follow all these artists. They'll like drop a single, and you can just drop a single. Sure. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. So I think that's the least problem. I mean, I, probably true. But I'm thinking of like how tough it is for you know like uh, following certain artists where their last album was really solid, but it didn't sell 10 million. So they get dropped immediately. You know, like if it wasn't like this giant home run or whatever, I mean, whatever, I'm not a music expert. I'm not going to put an asterisk on that because it's basically not like that anymore. Like you, you, you live and die in your singles. So sure. So we're going to pause on that. I'm, I'm definitely, <laughs> I fully agree. I am not a music expert. I've only just very literal, little knowledge, but seeing how the industries is going, mm-hmm. uh, are going, I think that's kind of like an infection that's, that's hitting everybody. Like everybody, like for example, you know, movies, every movie has to be this giant. If it's not making $50 million in opening weekend, it's a failure. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but I was literally just talking to somebody about this, like, like an hour ago. Like, so where it's like, you know, back in the day, the, the thinking was studios are going to put out 10 movies a year and maybe one of them will be a home run. And a couple of them will lose money and the rest kind of like do okay. And that's fine. And that's, they're going to take their shots. They're going to put out a variety of films, but now it's like studios are like $500 billion on this one thing. And if it doesn't make a hundred million dollars back, then it's, you know, it's a failure. Like everybody's getting this mindset of like putting all your resources in one basket. And if that thing, it's got to go, it's got to win. Everything's got to be the huge win instead of just like incrementally getting small successes, trying new things, being more experimental, realizing that not everybody in the world is going to buy your game or going to buy your book or going to go see this movie. So you can't expect half the population of earth to go see your thing. And if they don't see it, it's a failure. Right. I mean, same thing for games. Like everybody's like betting on bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger budgets, like exactly like you're saying with Bethesda. So instead of being happy with a, a C rank title that sells, you know, 500,000 copies or a B ranker that, you know, Ooh, they got, they sold 750,000 or something. And it was interesting and it was cool. And it gave these new developers a leg up. Instead. It's like, it's gotta be like the biggest thing on Xbox. It's gotta be the biggest thing on PC or Nintendo or Sony or whatever. Like we need to just get away from the go big or go home mentality and go back to not everything has to be the world's biggest thing. We can have a modest success, still a success, but it doesn't have to sell to every single person on earth. You know, like we need yeah. to get out of that mindset for sure. And what's funny is that we have both, right? So we have like, obviously indie games, we have indie movies, we have indie industry everywhere. And it's where um, some of the most interesting shit goes. Yeah, yes, for sure. But I just feel like you're, you know, the bigger companies, the bigger conglomerates or the bigger studios, yeah, yeah. Um, they waste their talent that are, because there's those great people working in there too. Right. But they're stuck. Like anybody who's at Bethesda right now is kind of stuck. 
Yeah. Um, they're lucky that Starfield's coming out, so they can, you know, uh, just get right to work on Elder Scrolls if they they have to be working on it already. But yeah, I just think that that's what it is. Like the people that the are trying to create of that, dude. Like, like, yeah, I'm gonna work on a game that's not gonna come out for five years. I mean, honestly, you're probably fucking sick of it by the time you're by the time the thing comes out. And it's got to, you know, there's got to be bugs or whatever. It's got to be big. If it doesn't be big, then the whole like five years were a failure or the bosses are going to hate us. Like, I mean, yeah. that's so much pressure, dude. Like, why would you even want to do that to yourselves? It's so crazy to be in the the blockbuster business, you know? Yeah. And blockbuster business for games seems just frustrating to me. Anyway, yeah. so I'm glad you're on the soapbox with me. Yeah, um, for sure. We can put it away now. But yes, that's our two cents. All right. I got nothing else for housekeeping. You got anything else? No, let's shut the doors, get into a few games. All right. Let's talk about the actual games of the show. All right. Main content here. Let's kick it off with you, Carlos. Uh, Solvars, S-O-U-L-V-A-R-S. I feel like I saw this somewhere, but honestly, I don't remember a thing about it other than I let it go by. I, it didn't catch my interest for whatever reason. I don't know why. Remind me what this game is. What are I we talking about? I think it did here? show up in a showcase recently. Probably did. Yeah, and I feel like it was one of those indie ones. Is this an anime game? No, it's like a card uh, deck building, uh, turn based RPG, sci fi ish. I'm gonna look it up because I, I don't know why I don't know about this one. Okay, um, I think it was in one of those like E3 related kind of shows, and I remember them talking about the developer saying that they worked on this game as a mobile game. But it wasn't one of those, you know, monetization things. It was a pay game, right, for your phone. Gotcha. Oh, okay, okay. Right, and so they decided to bring it to Steam and also, um, you know, consoles. So it's out on everything right now. I played it on PlayStation. Um, there's a demo on Steam. It's all affordable. They're like twelve, thirteen dollar game, uh, which I'm sure is r- around the price it was for mobile. But they added some, you know, extra stuff I think for the console. And, man, I want to like it. You know, here's my upfront. I don't love it. But I, there's a lot of interesting things they're doing. Um, so what is the game? You play as a character is basically in this kind of sci-fi world. Um, as I look at my notes, all of this game is confusing, including the story. Like, I don't really understand what's happening a lot mm-hmm. of the times. Mm-hmm. But it's a future where human souls can be digitized. And you have these things called soul bits. And the soul bits, I don't know if they're people or not, but they're like your action points and you use the action points with the soul bits to do moves. Mm. Well, the soul bits are the moves and the action points are action points. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you have like weak and resist stuff like the Pokemon stuff, which I'm not a fan of. And then you have uh, uh, abilities and then you have gear. And the whole idea is that you're in the sci-fi world and these gates are opening up, letting out monsters. And you're like part of the crew of people who go and like, a freelance person who goes and kills monsters. You know, that's all you have to really know. But there's a lot of story in this like cityscape world sci-fi that you're in. And I don't understand a lot of it. And the worst part is that the minute I started the game and talk about tutorial, not too much story up front, it jumps into the menu and there's a glossary. Oh no. And I was like, no, no, no. no, no. I want to run away. I want to run away. So the actual combat is that what you're here for. Cause remember this is a mobile game. So I think it was really just focused on, systems like this okay. is just a systems okay. game keep yourself busy probably while you're on the phone uh, you're on the you know in the bus or whatever on the train and i think that's what it was made for because when i play on my console it feels that way it just feels like a a game where i go from battle to battle battle mm-hmm. to battle to battle mm-hmm. light 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 story you know um, but how it plays out is it's basically a, a grid map and it's all 2d 
So you go from one screen to the next. So one screen is an enemy, beat it, go to the left or right. Then when you pick a direction uh, in that new area, you have like a vending machine, you can get health items. There's people to talk to for a story, in quotes, mm-hmm. or there's bosses. And you go to the left and right, up and down, and you, you're basically going through this grid map and fighting monsters that come out of soul gates. That's the game. It's very confusing. I don't like that it's so confusing because when I saw it on the showcase, it's, it seemed much easier. And I don't know if I love it because I really enjoy the combat, which is you take these action points, you take your soul bits. There's over 100 different moves because you basically collect these moves. So like one could be a kick and one could be a punch and one could be using your sword. One could be a flame thing. And I like that you have all these kind of things at your disposal and you're kind of getting them all the time. And so you have a couple action points and you basically pick the ones you want to use and then you hit go and the character just, you know, animates and goes and does all the moves together. So that's the game. Does that make sense that I explain it well? I mean, I, I, I don't know, man, because I haven't played it. I'm looking at the trailer right now and I immediately remembered why I did not pay more attention to it. It looks like it does look pretty anime in some ways and it just looks like a whole lot of menu stuff, a whole lot of like stuff on screen, a whole lot of busy work. Like nothing about this game is like telling me, yeah, give me a try. I'm a really fun game. It looks like a lot of like stuff, like a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. That would be the best review for it. Um, I don't mind the anime look myself. It's just more of the, I wanted to see if the combat was fun. And here's the thing. When you get it right, it is fun. Is, are you just like menu selecting? Is it real time or what? Yeah, it's turn based, so it's just menu selecting. But uh, okay. but you're watching the animations, and there are like so many moves, right? Like so, one I did, you can do combos. So I pick sword, then kick, then like debuff myself or whatever, you know. And then you just watch it all happen. So he jumps, and does a double flip, kicks the guy, pulls out a sword, does a sword move. You know, you're watching all the damage, and I'm like, there's something here. It's very satisfying. You know, slow mo too. So yeah. like when you're hitting yeah. him with your fist, it's like slow motion and then he dies. Like all that stuff feels crunchy and good. And then I don't know what the game is. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? Like I go back to the world and I go, I don't, if I play a little longer, maybe this big story thing's going to happen. I feel like it's not. And I feel like all of it's in the glossary. Let me ask you something. Okay. Tangent related. What is that one Square Enix game? Oh, the world ends with you. Is this mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. remotely similar? This it looks like, it reminds me kind of of The World Ends With You. Is there any yeah, similarity there? Yeah, it is, but that's an action game, I think. Isn't it? Or is that I mean, it kind of is, but yeah. But like the same, it looks kind of similar. Like all the menus, all the little doodads and all the menu screens and stuff. It's kind of giving me that same kind no, of... No, it's different. This is no? way different because okay. it's okay. like the idea of deck building where you're like collecting these things okay. to use. That's true. Okay. You know, and it's really about your your kit. Like, you, you know, loading up what you want to do and how you want to do it. Gotcha. And then watching it play out is really satisfying. So every time I like, <clears throat> I go, I'm done with this game. A glossary or like something happened just now and a story happened, but they didn't tell me like a really crucial part. And I had to go to the glossary to find it. And I was like, fuck this game. And then like late at night, I load it up. And I'm like, <laughs> I just want to punch a couple more things though. There's something Your dirty about little it. secret. It is my dirty little secret. This is what this game is. It's a lot of stuff. That's my dirty little secret. Because it's really fun to do the punching and kicking and sword stuff. And the moves are really fun and how you put them together. So I don't know what to say. I just feel like I'm confused. Well, I mean, sometimes games like this are confusing. There's many games that I've played where I definitely see something there. or I'm vibing with a certain part of it. But other parts are just like, I don't even like this other part. But I kind of like a little bit of it. 
I don't know. I mean, I, I'm looking at it. I don't think this is for me at all. And it seems like it's maybe for you, maybe not for you. Ha- a bit of it is for you. It is late at night when I'm feeling late bad n- about myself. <laughs> You've had a couple drinks, got a little yep. self-esteem going on. I got on. the thing of ice cream out, you know, yep. just drinking, ice cream ice in cream. one hand, soul bars in the other soul hand. Soul bars in the other. Yeah. Oh, wait, that's a good um, title name. What's that? Uh, ice cream in one hand, soul bars in the other. <laughs> That's kind of funny. That is kind um, of funny. But someone else in the reviews said it, it plays like Digital Devil Saga. I don't. I don't think I ever played that. I have played that one. Um, that's one of the offshoots from Shin Megami Tensei, I believe. Yeah. Back in the day. It's been a while. It's been a while. But yeah. Anywho, I think if you're a deck builder fan and anime and pixel art and slow motion kills, sure. And combos, like all that's pretty good on paper. But just like. Literally, you can't go in for the story because you'll get lost. And I keep wanting to find the the through lines, you know, and it's tricky. So, but if you're just going for the mechanics, it's fun as shit. All right, that is Soul Vars, and you're playing on PlayStation. PlayStation, but it's on pretty much everything. All right, let me talk for a minute about Boo Party. Boo, Uh, Boo Party, Boo. So this is coming from. The same developer, I believe, that did Crawl Co. Block Knockers on the Switch. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if you remember. <laughs> oh this my guess I don't, but that's a funny name. It is a funny name. It was actually a pretty good game. It was Crawl Co. Block Knockers was notable, um, not only because it was a pretty good little actiony arcade game, although it got way too hard at the end. Uh, but it was one of the most explicit, sexually explicit games I had found on the Switch. <laughs> I was going to say, I just had to put age verification in to yeah. go to the homepage for Boo Party. Yeah, yeah. So same same developer, same art style. Um, and they also were selling this as another game that had some sexual content, which I'm here for. So cool. Um, but unfortunately, this one just feels like a huge like misfire. Um Basically, it's a it's a top down feels like an SNES era sort of a walk around kind of RPG, which which can be fine. And I'm playing it on the switch. So that's the appropriate venue for it. Uh, basically, you play as a photographer who wants to capture pictures of ghosts. So you go to this haunted house and inside the haunted house turns out to not be scary and spooky and dark, but instead it's a party and there's lights and there's drinks and everybody who's partying is like a ghost or a werewolf. And it's all fun and it's not really scary even a little bit like you're just partying with these folks um and so you need to take pictures of various uh ghosts in there and if you do uh little mini games and stuff you can get even you know ever more explicit pictures of the sexy lady ghosts that are there i do not believe there are any dude ghosts or any uh you know any other gendered ghosts i believe it's just straight up cis ladies yeah it says meet photograph 12 supernatural ladies yeah there you go so i'm like okay cool i like ladies i mean no no specific tendency towards supernatural but whatever we'll get a shot um but unfortunately this game like the gameplay just oh god it's terrible it's terrible it's terrible and even the lure of naked ghost women it was not enough for me um so basically what happens is you get in the house and immediately you're hit in the face with like locked door locked door locked door like multi-step quest of like, oh, I'd like to, I'd like a hamburger. Um, please get me a hamburger. Oh, okay, well, okay, what do I do? Where, what? And there's like a, okay, so like there's a million people in the house that you got to talk to. You never know who's a throwaway NPC that's just gonna say, hi, cool party, and then that's it, right? The waste of your time. Or they're gonna say, oh, here's the bun, here's the lettuce, here's the beef, like whatever. You got like everybody's got a different piece of burger somewhere. Mm. Hard to find them. Um, and then the, the there's no map and every room in this fucking house looks the same. It's all like the same hallway, the same doors, the same carpet. 
I can't keep straight in my head where I'm going, where I've already been, how the house connects. I'm like wandering in circles. And I don't know if you know this about me, Carlos, but like talking to people in games is one of the least fucking favorite things. I, I hate it. I hate talking to random villagers in a village. Mm. I hate villages in towns. I hate <laughs> all villages. villages. I hate them because I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to just do the fucking game. And talking is just dumb. Like if there's a village, you put your one villager in there. You talk to that one guy. You move on. That's how you make me happy, right? And so, like, all you're doing is talking to people, and so many of them say nothing. Oh, cool, cool party. I like parties. Ooh, I'm a ghost. Like, oh, fuck off. Like, stop. You're wasting my goddamn lifespan. Um, and so I just got lost. I couldn't figure out how to make any progress. I kept going in circles. I kept talking to the same people over and over, and I couldn't tell who was important to talk to and who wasn't important to talk to. And I got so frustrated, dude. I was like, this is... I don't, I don't care what kind of porn you got going on in this game. I do not care. I'm out. And I just got, they, it's just like, why did you do this? Who, who made, who made this? why did you think it was fun? Yeah. Like, what about this did you think was fun, dude? Like, you should have just like, let me get straight to the mini games or make the house a lot simpler. Give me a map. Give me anything that lets me just play through this game, like in a more linear fashion, because I, I got so frustrated so quick, dude. And like, I heard a lot of the other people after I got done with it. Um, I did not finish. No way. I didn't. I got, I bailed so quickly, um, but I started reading other people's um, thoughts and a lot of people echoed the same thing. It seems like a lot of people hung in there longer than I did. So kudos to them. But everybody's like, oh yeah, it was like super tedious. This game is really not fun except for when you get like a nudie picture or something. And every <laughs> once in a while you'll get like a fun mini game or whatever. But like, it's just, it's really tedious and really dumb. And I really wish that they had done something different because I can see the fun, right? Like I can see... Um, you know, collecting sexy pictures, that's fun. And meeting cool people at a party, that's fun. And monsters, and that's fun. Um, but just like the simple mechanics and navigation of this game were just miserable. It was just it killed every potential bit of fun I could have had in this game. And I, I bailed like so fast, dude. Well, you said boo to the game. And I'm saying boo too, because I would have noped out before I even, when I saw the first screenshot, because basically... It's like cartoony stuff. Yeah, I get, no, I get that. I get that. It's a it's a peculiar kind of art style. It's kind of idiosyncratic, but yeah. I'm always just really interested to see uh, because I feel like like the adult space in games is something that just really hasn't been well explored, especially on console. I mean, for obvious reasons. I mean, you know, with the ESRB and so many people still thinking that you know games are a kids area, and you know, Sony doesn't want anything on their console and get it, which is kind of surprising that Nintendo has, I think, probably the most explicit game so far. I know, that's so weird. You would never think it, but if you go check out the eShop, there's a lot of, like, softcore porn stuff on uh, on Switch, which you would never, ever expect. But it's there. You can go check it out. But I keep I keep wanting to see what people are going to do with this. How do, you, how do you marry these two things? Like, what types of gameplay go best with this type of, like, adult-oriented, like, titillation and stuff? And I'm just really curious to see... What people do there's been some great examples there's been a lot of really bad examples um so i'm always i'm always curious to see what devs do but this i feel like good idea um potential but like the uh, the approach was just absolutely wrong for this i just yeah ugh, just so tedious so anyway. yeah and again like the idea of photographing you know um women or like like scary monsters or something like that it yeah. reminds you of fatal frame or something right like it could be that style of game could have been. and also all consensual by the way just to be perfectly clear this is not super consensual there's there's no weirdness in that way like it, it was only up and up as long as you're down for the content so there was nothing yeah nothing sketch about it that way so all right anyway, let's let's leave this review. moving this Ooh. topic um i'm going to talk for just a minute about a game that you already have played and you talked about uh, on the show i don't know a while ago uh never awake you remember this one 
Yes, I do. Cute I'm very interested. 2D shooter uh, where you play as a, I don't know, like some kind of a animal girl or something. And she flies. She's got like little cat ears and claws. And she flies on a 2D plane. And you go through these uh, levels where you're not trying to get to the end of the level. You're trying to collect a certain number of, I don't know, souls or souls. spirits or yeah, something. Yeah. So. yeah, 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 yeah. So like if you don't get them all the first time, the, the level just cycles back and you just start from the beginning again. Um, slightly harder, slightly different every time you cycle back um, to give you like a ramping difficulty. But then you got to just keep getting more souls. And when you hit 100 souls, the level is done. You move on. You remember yep, this one, right? I do. And I remember you play to unlock story bits because you're basically trying to figure out um, some answers for this this other girl, like kind of the yeah, like the map is a girl in a way. Yeah, the, actually, the world map is a, a girl's body, and it does, it's not creepy at all. It's just like a yeah, it's just like a a girl who's you know, like one level is her left leg, and one level is right, her right, right, right arm, and stuff like that. It's about the, it's well, it's about her like mind and her insides. Like yeah, yeah it's yeah. like a mental game essentially. Exactly. I'm not going to spoil anything, but yeah, you, as the story progresses, you figure out like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. It's like a like you said, an internal story. Um, so I think the. The graphics are pretty cute. I'm not super sold on the the art style. It didn't quite click with me, although I do feel like it's a well done art style. Just I think just not to my particular taste. Um, I think the the 2D gameplay was okay, but it did feel kind of um, just kind of samey in a way. After a while, like it didn't really quite feel like as good as like a like an intense 2D shooter, like you know, like the old 16 bit shooters. Sometimes they're just really like you know, burning your face off with intensity. And it's not supposed to be right. Like this isn't like Gradius or something like that or whatever. I get it. Like, I'm not, I'm not thinking it needs to be that, but um, I don't know. It just, the, the gameplay was like, you know, it was fine. It was okay. I got about a couple levels in. I mean, I, I, I played a fair amount of it, um, but the gameplay was just like, all right, you unlock some upgrades, which they were like, okay. Like none of them really like let my world on fire. And the story I felt like once I'm not going to spoil it, but like once I figured out what was going on, it takes you like a level or two before you see the shape of things. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, it's all right. Um, it's just, it's just, it's just okay. Like I think it's, it's okay. Chill. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it is okay, but isn't it relaxing though? Kind of, it's kind of relaxing, but also kind of, um, I think also kind of boring, dude. I think because I just didn't feel invested enough in the story. Like if the gameplay was tighter, I wouldn't have cared about the story and I would have played the gameplay or if the story was better, I would have put up with the the slightly soft gameplay for the story. But each one is kind of like in the middle. Mm. Not bad. It's not bad at all. There's nothing bad about this. I mean, I think you could easily buy a worse game. It just didn't just didn't light my world on fire. That's fine. Yeah, I think it's kind of. Yeah, for me, it was like a shooter that I was liking because it wasn't about beating the bosses. Yeah, yeah. So that's part I liked. And in general, it was a relaxing thing. I agree that I think the story could have been you know, more forefront or whatever in the front of the yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and the way they tell it too is kind of like anime cutesy in a way that I kind of find obnoxious. I'm not like a super fan of um, the main character of the game is portrayed as like really like childlike in some way. And I, that to me was kind of a turnoff. I was like, it's just her script wasn't great. So yeah, not my vibe. Um, and there are bosses to be clear. There are bosses um, eventually, but uh, you know, it's, it's okay. I think if you look at a screenshot and you like the way it looks, you probably will like the game. It, it is very much what it looks like. So yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. It didn't didn't click with me. Um, didn't finish it, but I didn't think it was bad. All right. Eh, there you go. There Never you go. wake. Not bad. Yeah. Never wake. Not bad. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, over to you, Carlos, for Noob. Uh, is there a, a part two to that title? Is there a colon or is it just Noob? No, it's Noob the Factionless. The Factionless. Okay. All right. What? I, I think I may have heard of this, but I literally don't know anything oh. about it. Like so, Other than it's a bad title, but go ahead. It is, and this is one of those dark nights where Carlos just puts uh, puts down solvers in the ice cream, and it's <laughs> it's one of those nights <laughs> when you're feeling even more shame than that. Yeah, yeah, it's around the same level, and I'm like, I'm gonna buy a new game that I don't even know what it is. That's what oh I'm gonna God. do. Did you close your eyes and just hit the store and just push the button a bunch of times? No, I've been watching this for a while. Oh I, man, okay. I've seen it in pre-release, and you know that comes up in the window. When it's going to be released. And then, um, yeah, so, man, oh, man. I just thought I'd give it a try because the the uh, description of it, uh, we can look it up here in a minute, is about, you know, playing an RPG, very, very old school, like, simplistic graphics. Um, and, you know, get, can you get to level 100? And I've been playing a lot of Diablo, and trying to get to level 100 in that is really difficult. So I was like, oh, if I could play a kind of corny, simple cheesy rpg game but then also you know grinding that and it's easier maybe i'll do that but what i didn't know is the game is actually i don't know who its audience should be but it's kind of cutesy graphics which i'm sure you hate i don't know i hate i hate the yeah. graphics hate them. I, i'm not in love with the title art at all no and the in-game graphics are very like um not pixely but like uh What's the word I want? What when you look like, like low poly, like very low poly, low poly. exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. And so you're like, okay, do I want to play a game like this the whole time? I don't know. But what is interesting about it, I'm not sure if I'll keep doing, but is is much more interesting than I thought. Um, is that it's in, it's about two characters. I I guess you play as both of them. Um, I don't know if you ever get new characters, but you play as two people in the real world. So think like Earthbound, right? Mm -hmm, so it's like mm -hmm. the regular place and these two people are there and they're home or whatever and they go to the store and they're talking to people at a game store about an MMORPG. And so the whole game is you are these characters who go in, go home. And by the way, they bought the game and because the new expansion is coming out soon and they wanted uh, to get grind in it, you know? This sounds like Dot .hack. Do you ever play Dot Yes, Hack? it's like Dot .hack, but okay. it, it's much simpler. And the, the the funny thing is I screenshotted it was um, when I got home, these characters got home with their game, they were installing it. So I was like playing a game about people installing a game, which is pretty meta. It uh, is meta. I get anyways, it. I get when I finally get in the game, that's the, I think that's the most, most of the game. I don't know how many times you're going to pop out or if you do it all. But the characters in the game are talking like it's a game. They're so, talking like people who are playing a game. Yeah, yeah. So that's why it's different than Dot .hack. I feel like Dot .hack, you like... All those characters kind of just um, gave over to the fact that they're in this other world. Is this game French? I don't know. You should look at the developer. I'm looking it up right now because I'm looking at it and I'm getting kind of a I'm getting a weird feeling in my tummy right now. Is that your French uh, feeling? It's my French my French warning. Like, look out, French game, French sense of humor. I, don't I, know I could what be that totally means. wrong. French sense of humor, I guess, is a oh, thing. Oh snap! They've got other French games on their website. It might be. Okay, so say it is. Okay. Anyway, the point is. I think what's interesting about it, the combat and all that stuff is so basic that like it's not hard, right? So it was nice for me to go from Diablo to this because I was like, oh, sorry. Uh, I was like, oh, this is just easy to grind because it is just turn-based combat, super simple. Like yeah. it feels like a children's game, right, at, at, at a point. And then there's levels because the idea is you're supposed to grind and stuff. But it's not really about that. I think the whole game is about the meta 
because I could like beat a whole thing and like we see these characters come by and probably a, a highlight for me was a character comes by and it's like, oh, that's a player killer, you know? But then they like described what a player killer was. They said a PK, you know? Yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, that means player. And I'm like, are you, is this for kids? Because even, even kids know PK, you know? They probably know better than we do. Yeah. And so I was like, who are they trying to tell this to? But what was cool is the player killer came in and he's like, oh, I'm level 100 and you guys aren't there yet, you know? So here. And they just killed us. And then we were ghosts and we had to get resurrected. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Because they're playing with the meta, you know, and they knew that. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, I know you're all the way out like immediately. But <laughs> for those at home listening, I I, I want to be frustrated by all of its simplicity because it's like the most basic ass RPG in the world. But what's interesting and I am still playing is that I keep wanting to see what they're going to say about the real world shit. And they, sounds, they, yeah. they, they don't stop doing it, my point. It sounds like this game lives or dies by the cleverness of the script, right? I mean, if yes, you're, if you're yeah. describing really basic... I mean, I'm looking at the graphics on Steam. Basic as fuck. I don't like the graphics. Yeah. Um, I don't like the title. And and what you're describing is is this meta commentary. So, I mean, it really is going to hang on. Do you guys have something to say about this? Or are you simply observing that this is a thing that happens and that is how you're presenting a very basic-ass game? No. If they don't have anything other to say... No, it's not to that. Say other than that. Yeah, I then, cut you off. But no, yes. They're, yeah. they're, let me give you an example. Um, is the NPCs, one of the first NPCs they meet, both of the characters who you are, remember, these people in the real world, Yeah. they go, oh, these guys are annoying as fuck. Like, this is the worst NPC writing ever. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I love that. You know, I love joking about, you know, the writing. Um, but is it funny? No, to me, you know, so it's like yeah. to answer your question, they're doing it, but are they doing it? Well, I don't know yet, but they yeah. are doing it, you yeah. know. As, yeah. So you'll have to fill me in because I know comedy's hard. If this is indeed a French game, if I if I am correct, the French sense of humor is very particular and different. Their culture, cultural humor is very different. So I, this is absolutely not something I'm going to take a gamble on. But let me know if they do something with the script other than simply acknowledge that this is what the game is and proceed as normal. That would be a that'd be a bummer. Yeah, I feel that they're going to lead. They're leading to something, and I think that part is what's pushing me forward. So All right, I and, shall await your further further information. And on Steam, it's it's got very positive reviews, which is I wouldn't even think that by looking at the artwork. Um, yeah, it means nothing to me, dude. Uh, well, it means something. Um, anyways, <laughs> French. Oh, by the way, French noob series 10 season for now are great. Oh, this is a bad review. Uh, great. I mean, as in, I can't understand the, what they're oh, saying. Oh, so is this a French IP? Is this it might be a French IP. Fran- okay, okay. That, well, reminds that would me make of, a lot of sense then. That reminds me of um, Dungeon of Nahulbiuk or whatever. It's I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, that was a French game that came out and that was based on a French IP, which was about like uh, a playoff of JRPG tropes kind of sounds similar to this one, except that was more of like a Diablo like top down sort of a thing. And I bounced off that one so hard. Like it just did not click with me even a bit because it was trying to be funny and I just did not find it funny like at all. And they didn't really have anything else to say. And it sounds like this one is God, just kitty corner from that one. Sounds like very similar Mm. in many ways. It kind of is. And I, I am frustrated the fact that it might be based on some other IP, but um, someone said in a review, it's a, a very interesting concept, the thing I said. Sure. But poor execution. 
And then the problem is, someone said, it feels like whoever made this game has never played an MMO. That's, mm. not, that's not great to hear. That's um, a problem. Because, yeah, it just feels like it's like noob is in the writing, too. Like, it's like noob. It's like the whole game is noob, you know? Yeah, yeah. The whole game is noob. That's a pretty good title, too. Yeah. Anywho, I don't Anywho. know. It was one of those yeah. late nights. I was eating the ice cream. Sure. I feel bad sure. about myself, even talking about on the show. I feel like a little, you know. <laughs> a little dirty. Guilty and dirty. A little but, soiled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but because, you know what happens when you make bad decisions? Sometimes you double down on them. That's so, true. Sometimes you just got to lean further in. Yeah. Hopefully you make it out the other side. You never know. So. I might go back in. We'll see. All right. Let me talk for a minute about... <laughs> I feel dirty now. I feel I, more dirty. I kind of do, too. I think some of that filth rubbed it off on me. It rubbed off on you. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk about Bookwalker Thief of Tales. Can uh, I guess? Is, is it on the Switch? It is on the Switch, but it's on everything, I believe. Oh, okay. It's on everywhere, yeah. Sorry, I'm being a dick. Did, where did I play it? I played it on... Xbox, but it is on the Switch. I think it's, oh, you I play think it it's on everywhere. Xbox. Okay, yeah, play on Xbox. Um, so this is by the same people who made the Final Station, which I love. Did you do you remember the Final Station? I do. I think you liked it more than I did. You, yes. yeah, I remember it was too stressful for you. You didn't care for it too much. I thought it was great. Uh, loved the Final Station. I didn't realize that when I started playing this, but there's a vibe. There's a certain vibe to this, um, and that I was kind of picking up the same kind of vibe, which is good. Um, so this is a really, really interesting game. Interesting premise. Basically, this is in some kind of like alternate reality where the main character is a writer. He has committed some kind of crime. It's not really clear what he did. And the government is like, in punishment for your crime, we are putting like a mental block on you for 30 years. And so you will not be able to write stories. Jeez. And the dude's like, what? Oh, my God, I'm a writer. And I need to write stories. And you put a block on me. And that's the thing that happens in this world, right? So so he's like, oh, I'm screwed. I'm a writer and I can't write. How he gets out of this is he gets contacted by these these this underground criminal organization. And they're like, look, you're a writer. You got 30 years. You're going to be dead or whatever by the time you get you work off your sentence. Instead, if you pull a couple of heists for us, we'll get you out of this jam. We'll get that that lock off of your your brain and then you can go back to writing. And he's like, cool. And what you do is they send you a book. In like this really cool looking suitcase. So you open the suitcase. It looks like a spy suitcase or something. There's a book in it. There's a little compartment that has like all sorts of dials and steam stuff on it. There's notes. There's clues and everything. It's, look, it's really cool. Like you open it up, you're like, ooh, this looks very full of promise and interesting. What you do is you dive into the book. And he is a writer going into this book. So he's, it goes from first person when you're the writer. First person in his dingy, kind of like quasi Eastern European setting um, like really just miserable hovel of a place that he's living. He goes inside the book and then it, it goes to isometric. So it totally changes perspective, mm, okay. totally changes presentation. Um, and in the, in the, in the game world, his, his head is a book. Like if you imagine a book, a real book and kids, I don't know if you've seen these or it's like a bunch of paper. They're stuck together. <laughs> words inside. I was I, That's, you said exactly what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> these are a book. It's a book. a book. It's a book kids. Um, if you imagine the spine of a book, the spine of a book is the front of his face where like his eyes and the nose and the mouth are. And the book is open. So the open book with the riffing pages is the back of his head. Oh. It's kind of like a book is traveling backwards a little bit. It, it looks pretty cool. Like maybe I'm not describing it well, but it looks cool. Um, so he goes into these book worlds and the guys are like, look, this book is about a potion of immortality, a scientist that's making a potion. Get the potion that is the point of this book and bring it back to me. So it's kind of weird and meta and strange and kind of like fantasy, super fantasy. So he goes into this book and like, 
everything in there he's doing for real but like it's all it's kind of like a point and click game a little bit it's kind of like an adventure game where you're walking around and you're examining things and you're picking up um things you combine there's like little puzzles and stuff um but like you're kind of like exploring this book world and there's a twist to the first book i'm not going to give it away uh but like he's like oh there's a twist to this book and you you realize what's going on it changes how the game goes and he makes this decision of like whether he finds the potion eventually and it's like but if i take this potion it kind of like invalidates the entire story like it, it basically like kills the book because if he takes out the point of the book the book no longer has a point and then the book kind of like I don't know, it just changes. It's no good anymore. So he's kind of like destroying someone else's work, right? So there's like the positive of doing this cool, fantastical adventure, meta story, grabbing this potion out of a storybook. But also by doing this, he destroys the story. So anybody else who reads the book after him will no longer read the same story. It'll be like ruined, right? Uh, that reminds me of that one game we played where the girl goes into the storybooks. Remember, it's like uh, uh, the grim fairy tales kind of thing. Uh, yes, I think I know the one where you were like Red Riding Hood sort of yeah, Red Riding yeah, Hood yeah. like the boss or something. Yes, the I know what you're talking about. Books, yeah. Yes. Fucking cool. It's cool. fucking cool idea, dude. I really love the idea. I love the vibe. The graphics are great. The isometric graphics are wonderful. Um, they're hand drawn, like, you know, kind of pixel based graphics, but uh, it just looks so clean and so nice. Is, is it pixel or is it like... Wasn't really... it like a Hades kind of look or something? Yeah, it's got kind of a Hades look. I, I, I may not be pixel based, but whatever it is, it just looks great. Like whatever they're doing, it looks great. It looks perfect. I love just everything. I just looking at it is wonderful. And actually the screenshots are what sold me on it, right? So um, I think it's really, really cool and I like it. But I had some problems, right? So here's the problems. Um, I think the premise is great. Graphics are great. Concept, amazing. But I think this game kind of falls down in just production. And this is stuff that can be fixed, right? Like, I don't think I don't think there is a problem conceptually with this game. I think the game is in how they made it. So, for example, um, I'm playing this on Xbox. When you move, there is kind of a lag where it's not a one-to-one movement. You push a direction, the guy starts walking, and then you have to, like, let go of the stick, let him stop and kind of, like, reorient, and then you got to move the stick again before he can move again. It's like he's, you're not just moving him around with a stick. It, it might be difficult to explain, but like when you play it, you're like, ah, this is wrong. Like, why is he not moving where I want him to move? What's going on? Like, why, why do I have to let him pause for a second to like change directions? It feels bad. And it's really irritating. That. I don't love no, that. No, no, no. It's bad. It's real bad. And it's such a basic interface problem that you're doing it constantly. So you're constantly getting irritated by this weird sludgy movement. They, they got to fix it. It's not acceptable. Um, also, the UI needs some work. Uh, also, I will say the combat is god awful. It's so bad. I Wait don't... a minute. This is cr- this is not going the way I thought it was going to go. No, it is not. It's not. So, so here. So let me tell you. So, like, you eventually get to like sp- certain parts. There's like these like spiders that kind of like steal ink out of the. Oh, Wait, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. It doesn't matter. There's spiders in the book. You go to fight the spiders, and it seems like it's a turn-based battle. But I'm like, wh- whose turn is it? Is it my turn? What's happening? Am I attacking? Who am I attacking? Oh, somebody hit me. What happened? Wait, where's my life? What's going on? Like the combat is like fucked. It's so fucked. It's so bad. Um, I don't know how they let it go. It, everything about it is terrible and wrong. And like within 30 seconds, I could have told them 10 things that they needed to fix about it. So um, I, it, it's awful. Uh, I died like the first three or four times because I was just, like struggling. I'm like, how am I supposed to beat this combat? What's even happening? I eventually got through it, and to be perfectly honest with you, I think they put it in as kind of like a, just to give you something to do when you're not 
so you're not just always solving puzzles, right? Which I appreciate um, because puzzles can get old after a while. You want to change it up a little bit. But this is miserable. It's miserable. Yikes. Yeah. So um, I tweeted about it on Twitter when Twitter was still working. And the developers hit me up like right. I didn't even send it to them. I was talking about it in general just to my, my followers. And the developers must have been watching. They're like, oh, my God, we're so sorry. We had a day one patch. It didn't go through. We know there's problems. We're trying to get fixed ASAP. And I'm like, cool, man. Because, like, look, I dig your vibe. I dig your concept. I think this is a fucking cool-ass game. But it feels like shit to play. And that's a problem. So I bounced. I'm like, look, I'm going to bounce right now. But please let me know when you fix it. Because I would love to come back to this. I think this game has major potential. Um, but they just need to get the nuts and the bolts cleaned up, like polish this thing up and just don't make it miserable to play, like like yeah. physically to play. So keep an eye on it. Like this is absolutely going to be one of those games in six months. It's going to be a star, dude. But okay. right now it's just it just feels fucked. I'm going to give it the uh, so video games one to watch. Absolutely one to watch. Absolutely. In six months, this game is going to be a knockout. I guarantee it. So come back to it in six months. Keep an eye on it. I love what these guys are doing. I love the studio's work. They just, this was just not ready for prime time and it, it really shows. So, all right. Anyway, Bookwalker, Thief of Tales, come back to it in six months. You're going to love it. Moving back over to you, Carlos. Quick update on Final Fantasy 16. Just a quick one. Um, yeah. Um, it's a game about, uh, it's a Game of Thrones game, basically. <laughs> it's super sad. Um, I mentioned it was sad last time, right? Yeah, I cried a little bit. When I told you it was sad? It was that sad. I really felt. I felt feelings. You're not playing any of this, right? You're not even touching it going near it. No, I'm not yeah. even touching it. No, no. So I think we talked about the fact that it's Game of Thrones mixed with a Devil May, Devil May Cry kind of vibe. Yeah. Where it's more action-y. But as I've played a really lot of it, which is a, a real term, um, <laughs> I think I have like, okay, maybe five or six chapters of the main story to go. And then there's like an ending section so i'm pretty far in this game um and by playing it that long the combat definitely becomes more fun you definitely unlock abilities very similar to forspoken where you have new you know new ability rings um minor spoiler i just got one with no that's a major spoiler i just got a really cool one and the the moment to moment like going through and doing combat with the button presses feels really good like it just feels fun as fuck and you don't really go up a lot of levels, so it's not like you're doing that to grind, but it's just fun. And so when you get to story beats and, like, you know, there's a bunch of assholes in this game, right? Because this game's a Game of Thrones game, so there's a bunch of dicks. Sure, sure. Mean people who do terrible things. And if, <laughs> if you find those mean people in this game and you know that you're a badass with these abilities, you're just itching your trigger fingers, itching, you know? You're like, I just let me at them. Just let me at these Game of can Thrones. Can you fight people, people at any time, or you got to wait for the no? It's story beats. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. You can fight monsters at any time, but you know, like a perfect example, like there, there was these terrible guys, and they had done all this killing, and it's really fucked up what they did, and they're like, da 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 da, combat, and I was like, oh, this is gonna feel good, and what's it? This game feels like to me is like if I could play Game of Thrones and kill those motherfuckers who I hated. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Because you get the retribution feel. Sure. It always feels good to give somebody their comeuppance. Comeuppance. Yeah. This game's comeuppance. And then the other thing it does is it like it's so bingeable. It feels like a Netflix show because I'm like, okay, I don't need to play anymore. I'll go back to Diablo or some other new game. But then it leaves you on a cliffhanger 
or it says, hey, if you just go to that one town, that thing you were trying to figure out, uh, it's there, and also a bunch of new people are dead, and you got to go figure that out. It's like a mystery. Right. Um, right. Has, has a Witcher feel all of a sudden. And so it just it's hard to stop that game because it's more of like a a story. Yeah, it's a story game with like these little mysteries and Game of Thrones vibe. And so that's what that game is. Uh, but I really like it, and I think the combat's fun. And I just wanted to mention that you finally do open up a Chocobo uh, travel ability. Of course you do. Yeah, and that makes you go a lot faster on the map because you can't run all the time, which is a dumb thing. And so, but when I met the Chocobo, it was like an emotional story beat. <laughs> it really was. How how was that an emotional story beat? I'm just going to spoil it and tell Don't, you. Well, is it, are people going to be mad if you spoil this? Because it's a Chocobo really spoiler. I don't know. Is it important? Let's say this: It, it was a chocobo you would knew you knew when you were a kid, from from within the story. It wasn't like story. a okay, got it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. That's and good. So like that character you. had this moment, and I was like, oh, this is touching. You know? Okay. Okay. Good. Anyways, good. it's a fun game. It definitely doesn't feel like an RPG full on because it just feels so actiony, and um, you know, there's a, few, a main buttons I do, but when that combat's clicking, it's so damn satisfying. In just a, its own way, you know, it's its own Dante's or Dante's Inferno. Uh, that's a callback. It was own, a pretty good game, actually. It was did, a good game. I did enjoy Dante's yeah. Inferno. Okay, I'll, I'll stick. I'll stay with it in a Dante's Inferno kind of way. <laughs> Google it, kids. Yeah. Uh, by the way, halfway through the podcast, I, like my language center broke. If anyone's been listening, <laughs> I don't have. Oh, it's the heat. That's what it is. So the when we do this killing. podcast, yeah. I have to keep the windows closed because Brad thinks I can keep them open, but I can't loud cars drive by and there's no air conditioning on so i'm going a little loopy same dude I'm so the ending roasting. of this okay we're done with it it's a fucking cool game so don't tell people don't let people tell you otherwise i'm in a heat spiral i'm not making any sense but take this thing away from it it's a good game <laughs> it's it's a, not necessarily a full-on rpg and it's super addictive there right. you go. Drink some cold water. Put a fan on your side. I'm drinking water this whole time. It's still I'm still delirious. Oh, yeah, I'm actually really, really hot. My basement holds so much heat. You would think going to the basement would be cool, and it's fucking hot down here. And I turned off the dehumidifier, which makes it even hotter, and I turned off the fan, which makes it even hotter. And I'm like, I am so fucking hot right now. Anyway, let's end. Let's end. <clears> we're this almost done. We're almost, almost done. One more game. One more game. Well, and I had the always up that I mentioned, but oh yeah, okay, yeah. Feel free, bring it up. Just real quick, people check out Always Up. It's a game on Steam right now. Everybody and their mother's playing it. It's all over TikTok and all the vertical platforms. It's basically a you play as a little kid who has to go up the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence, it's, it's called like Always platformer? Up. It's a third person platformer, <clears throat> and the only thing is, it's it's it, its default is WASD with a mouse. And I'm like, fuck you to hell. I'm never gonna yeah play sucks. a platformer where if you fall, it's like a bad deal, right? So you can use controller. It's a little, you know, wonky. You have to work with the sensitivity sticks. But the point is, as you're doing these jumps, you're just going up the whole time. You're trying to like find a weird like ladder, and then there's like things in the sky that don't make any sense. You know, like there's a elevator, but the elevator breaks and you fall through the elevator, and so it's it's tricking you all the time too. Um, but the thing is, you do the slow motion mechanic, and when you're holding down the slow motion button, then it seems like doable. Do you know what I mean? Because you're doing a jump and you hit slow motion and you're going really slow and you could plan where you're going to land. And mm. so that's the main hook of the game is that you jump, you try these crazy things, you try not to fall because if you fall, you're fucked, you know. And you're trying to go up and up and up through all these contraptions and you're doing using your slow motion. 
uh, it's super streamable. You know, like people just want to watch people play. It's it. called Going Up. Uh, it's called Always Up. Always Up. Okay, never heard of it. I'll check it out. It's more of like a check it out, but yeah, it's kind of fun. Is there an exclamation point at the end of its name? I don't think so. Okay. All right, last game of the show, Sky Caravan. This one came out of nowhere uh, from Red Deer, and I really am a fan of Red Deer games. They, they're they one of those, they're kind of like an Annapurna to me where they always take chances. They've got some really interesting stuff. It doesn't always land with me, but man, they're bringing the kind of games that like you just, anything that comes out, I got to just take a minute and see what they're doing because so many surprises, so many neat little things, so many um, just really quirky, uh, really neat, neat games that I have ended up liking. Um, I like Red Deer a lot. Um, if you're not familiar with them, make sure you check out their back catalog. They're always cooking up something something cool. Hmm. So Sky Caravan came to me out of the blue. I had no idea what it was, had never heard of it. Red Deer PR pops up and they're like, hey, man, Sky Caravan. And I'm like, yes, let's do it. Um, it is a visual novel where you play a 2D, well, 2D hand-drawn graphics, really cute graphics. I like the graphics a lot. Um, you play a... So you have a choice of choosing your background. It's almost like Mass Effect in that way, where you can be like a poor person background, a military background, or like, I forget the third background, whatever. You choose a background, and it affects how everybody in the game reacts to you. Like everybody, if you, I chose the poor background, so everybody's like, oh, wow, you must have come from adversity to, to do this thing or whatever. Like, so it really, it matters. Um, but you have come from adversity to be the captain of a spaceship. And so you've got a bunch of money that you owe to somebody for bad reasons, and they, they go into that. And you got to work off your debt, as, as so many of us do Ugh, in real life. life. I'm sure this is too real already. Um, so you go to work for these capybaras, which is fucking funny as hell and just really interesting. The capybaras are like these bartering people, and they're big and fuzzy, just like you think they would be. It's really funny. Uh, so anyway, they hook you up with a crew. You, you have this um, this guy with a, a, a questionable past. There's a lady who has uh, two bionic arms plus a regular arm. So she's got three arms. And then you've got a cook who is an ant, a giant bipedal anteater. And the three, the four of you go on your ship and you like do these different missions. And your first mission is like, okay, take these um, like exotic eggs to a pet dealer in this galaxy far away or whatever. Um, so like you go off and like the whole thing is just about choices, right? So you start off on the ship. And you don't know your crew, so everybody's, like, feeling really awkward. Everybody needs the money for whatever reason. Everybody's got their own background. And you kind of just really, like, lightly talk to them, like, oh, you know, you know, uh, hey, pilot of the ship, what's 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 up with you? And he's like, rah, leave me alone. And you're like, okay, cool. And you can either leave him alone or you can press him, right? And you can, like, you know, there's every, every choice has multiple, uh, I think at least three choices, whether it's, like, you know, play it cool or push him harder or don't care or, like, whatever. Like, it adapts to each question. It all makes sense. Um, there's also a, a little meter that kind of shows how people are reacting to you. And there's little arrows as well. So like if you push the guy and be like, well, I really want to know your background and he gets mad about it, he'll get like a little red arrow and an angry face going like, ah, this guy likes you even less. Right. Or if you do something like, okay, cool, I'm not going to press you. Then green arrow. He's like, cool. He likes your chill. And then, you know, you kind of develop your relationship like that. Um, I don't know if people can leave. I suspect that they might be able to leave, but I haven't done that yet. Haven't pissed anybody enough to leave yet, but I really like the flow of it. Like the, I think it's really well written. It's really charming. The conversations are pretty good. And I like my crew. I like getting to know them. Um, it's not super hardcore. It's not really in depth. I mean, it's pretty lightweight and it goes by really quickly, which I think is fine. I think it's great for a mobile game playing on switch. I believe it's switch and PC, I think. Um, so I'm liking that. I feel like the graphics are great. The missions are great so far. Um, the very interesting, like every mission has been pretty different. I think I'm four missions in 
and each one has had a surprise twist or some kind of like little extra thing to it that makes it just not a straightforward delivery, which is of course what makes the game interesting. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I like it a lot. Um, there's a couple like little smile, small minor things that I think need to be fixed. Um, in this particular game, for some reason, <laughs> it's really unintuitive to play because the developers are not consistent with their UI. So like sometimes you're pushing a to confirm something. Sometimes you're pushing like right trigger to push something Sometimes you can click on something sometimes. And most of the time when you're doing dialogue, this is the weirdest thing. Dialogue appears like CDs. I don't know if kids know what those are these days. Yeah. But you pick up a CD that has your dialogue response on it and you put it into a CD player to tell them what you want to say. Weird. It's so weird. I was like, I was stuck on it for like 10 minutes where I'm like, I was clicking the CD because it looks like a button. And I'm like, A is not working. Right trigger is not working. Is it D-pad? Am I clicking the stick? What's going on? I couldn't figure out. And then finally I'm like, oh, wait, I'm actually taking the CD and putting it into a CD player to give my answer for regular dialogue. So weird. So weird. I mean, it's kind of cute, but like I could just push A on it and move on with my life. That would be fine too, you know? Um, Also the cursor of this game, it moves so slow. I want to rip my fucking eyes out. Um, I don't know why they did this, but like you interact with most things by pointing a cursor to it totally fine i think it's appropriate for this game but it moves so slow i'm just i'm uh, i'm just like i'm about to pee myself with like rage because i I need the the thing to move faster you've said some crazy things during this you know oh my god this game talk you rip your eyeballs out pee yourself yes it's like it moves so slow i'm just like uh, uh, i'm I'm, I'm losing coherence dude i'm falling apart this cursor needs to move faster um drives me up the wall how slow it moves um the only other thing that I think is a, a larger a larger issue that is not so easily solved. I think those things could be fixed easily. Um, just make the cursor move faster. I'm sure that's a numeric value. Let me click on something instead of dragging. Wh- whatever, it's fine. I don't care. Um, but sometimes when you're doing a choice or something, you don't have quite enough information. And there is an option in the game to give you more information. So I'm like, yes, give me all... I want max information. Um, so instead of your choices being like, affirmative or negative it'll be like hey i really want to know more about this and should i not ask more about this so they get they get more specific which is great but sometimes i I need even more information like for example um in the first mission where you're you're bringing the eggs one of the eggs minor spoiler but it'll show the my point here minor spoiler is one of the eggs hatches it's not supposed to hatch but it does the thing is loose in your ship and you need to catch it so everybody in your your crew has a plan plan a plan b and plan c and they're like, well, whose plan do you want? And I'm like, well, okay, they all sound okay, but I don't know anything about the animal and I don't know anything more about your plans and I want to know more details before I make a choice. So sometimes it feels like you're kind of choosing, not not necessarily blind, but like really low information choice, which is not great. I mean, mm. you can replay the whole day and start over if you want and they don't take a million years, but I just would like a little bit more information. And sometimes when you commit to something, you got to go all in, like you can't stop. Like for example, at one this other mission, your friend, one of the the engineer, the lady with the three arms, she's like, hey, um, I really want to get to know you better and build up our camaraderie. I want to make you a cocktail that my grandma used to make. It's a secret recipe. Would you like a drink? And I'm like, so in my head, I'm like, we're on a mission. We're, dr- we're flying in space. Probably shouldn't get drunk. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, okay, yeah, one drink. Cool. Let's do it. Um, but she gives you the drink and then the very next thing is like you're like you're throwing them back and throwing them back and everybody gets fucking drunk and I'm like right. no no you no you don't know the full thing what you're right. choosing yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like I wanted to say one drink yes second drink no 
didn't get a choice, and then everybody's drunk. Yeah. And I get that they want to get you to these story beats, but it's like if I had known we were going to get pissed drunk, I would have said no the first time, right? Mm-hmm. So like it's that kind of a thing where is is that the way they wanted it to be? Maybe. I mean, I don't know, but sometimes as the player, it feels like, oh, come on, dude. Like, I I wasn't trying to get drunk. I just was trying to be nice and accept one drink, not 12 drinks. So, you know, like that kind of a thing. But basically, um, that there's a few, there's been a few little bugs. Um, I had to restart the game a couple times because it's kind of glitchy. But other than that, like, other than those things, like, I don't want to get too lost in the negatives because I feel like this game gets a lot right. I think the tone of it is really fun and light. It's really adventurous. I really like the crew. I like hanging out with the crew. The missions have all been really interesting and different and fun. Um, I like the idea of being a space captain going back and forth. And there's no like flying or anything. You're just like basically just doing missions. There's very light resource management of like fuel, money, morale, and supplies. It's it's super lightweight. Like it's not a sim by any means. It's not anything you got to worry about min-maxing. Um, I just, I think it's a really great middle of the road title where you get good story, very, very light management, some good choices. Um, it just everything about it is really well done. I, I I love the vibe of this game and I'm having a great time with it. So um, I still would recommend it now, even with the things that I just said about it. But if they could patch it up, yeah. so much better, right? But like as it is, still a recommend, still really fun. I'm still uh, I'm gonna for sure finish this one unless it unless something catastrophic happens uh, in the last end of the story here. But I, I really like it. It's definitely a thumbs up. Okay, so I I don't know if it's the heat or or if it's. I feel like it's not the heat, but like <laughs> two of your reviews, do I, I don't want to call them reviews, but two of your games you brought up uh, just did a twisty turn on whether you <laughs> liked them or didn't because both of them did. And I was like, I thought I was following you because that's what I do here. I like look up notes, look pictures of the game and I'm like, okay, I get what he's talking about. And then I'm like, wait, what? So he did like it at the end of this one? Yeah. You, just, you ripped out your eyeballs. You peed yourself. I did. You, you literally used the word hate a couple times. I did. I did. And then you like it. I do like this game. And the yes. other one was about books, and it looked really cool and super awesome artwork, and you like the games they did in the past, and you do not like it. I did like it, but I can't play it. I, I know. Do, I'm going to come back. I'm, I'm confused back is what I'm saying. Games are complicated, man. Games are like a thing. I'm so, sweating. Yeah, it's like, you know, for, for Bookwalker, I will absolutely come back when they fix it. I, I could see the greatness of it. And with Sky Caravan, they do need to fix some things, but even they're not as serious problems as, as Bookwalker had. I mean, I, I, with all my being, I loathe the speed of the cursor, mm. but it's so fun in other ways that I'm putting up with it. But I, I do think they need to fix it, but still recommend. I like Sky Caravan a lot. I think it's really cool. If you like fun, sci-fi oriented visual novels or like little choice based games, I think it's a really good one. I think it, it hits a really good like middle of the road. It's a good sweet spot. So I think it's, all it right. works. So there we go. That is the last game of the show. Just a couple things here before we bounce. Carlos, anything before we go? Heat exhaustion? Yeah, for deck confirmed. Confirmed. Um, there's that. So look into that. Watch mm-hmm. that. Don't watch that. Don't look into that. No, it's terrible. Um watching Silo as soon as we done we're done with this show and I gonna start that soon. Drink more water. And then um I don't know. I'm, I'm watching a bunch of other stuff, but I'm too hot to think of it. So yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Cool. Uh, I want to say really quickly, um, shout out. We've got uh, one episode of Deadlock left. I've been talking about the last couple episodes. Man, what a great show. I love Deadlock. I'm so sad. I'm going to have to find whatever else this uh, director has made because I love it. The actors are great. Story is great. The whole thing is great. I love Deadlock. D-E-A-D-L-O-C-H. We're on, it's on Amazon, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's been a win. 
Oh, big news. Warrior Nun, which I talked about uh, a while ago, Warrior Nun on Netflix got canceled and everybody went out of their minds because it was such a cool show, Um, especially like the lesbian and queer communities were really into the show for good reason. I think it's very favorable. A lot of cool characters, easy to identify with them. And I think it's just a great story overall. Uh, Warrior Nun, which I loved and the wife loved, is getting a rebirth of sorts. Um, Netflix canceled it after, I believe, two seasons, which was stupid. Netflix is the king of fucking stupid. Um, but somebody else, the, the, um, <clears throat> the fan campaign to get it back was just overwhelming. I was part of that. I was doing hashtags. People were like on Instagram and Twitter doing hashtags every day. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody wanted more of the show. Um, I mean, I, I don't know what else you could have done. It was like impossible to avoid if you were in these circles and it was like the biggest outcry, the biggest fan movement. I mean, there clearly was a market for this stuff. Um, so the, the director and the creator of the show, said a couple days ago it is coming back not with netflix though netflix is done with it but he has apparently successfully sold it to some other channel so they're going to be uh bringing it back they're not sure whether it's going to be like a wrap-up movie or maybe like a final season but he's like we're going to do something we're going to do one more we're going to you know we want it we heard what you guys did we heard the outcry we're going to come back and finish the story for you so that's great i'm really excited about that warrior nun is great Mm. Um, I definitely recommend it. Uh, I think there's two seasons on Netflix and a third season TBD, but at least it's coming, which is amazing. So cool. Um, one thing kind of toy related, uh, getting back into Thundercats. I talked about that watching the show. Uh, Super seven, the toy company has been putting out Thundercats ultimates action figures, uh, really good quality action figures. They're like about seven inches tall, lots of accessories, really good sculpts. Um, probably the best Thundercats figures that have ever been produced. Um, I started getting into those recently, and I think they're pretty cool. They are putting out the... Have you ever seen Thundercats, Carlos? You, you must have seen it. Jeez, I keep hitting my mic. I'm literally falling apart over here. Uh, yes, of course I've seen it, and I saw the okay. reboot, too. I like the reboot. I don't think you did. Uh, no, I haven't seen the reboot. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, jeez. It's, I gotta I mean, watch it. It's wildly it. different, and I I know you won't like it, but <laughs> I think it's really good. <laughs> well, I'll check it out. I mean, I'll check it out. Okay. We'll see. Um, but anyway, Super 7 is putting out a cat's lair. That is the base, the headquarters of the Thundercats. Yes. Um, they're making a toy of it. Now, there was a toy back in the 80s, kind of like the equivalent of like a Castle Grayskull or something like that, you know? Yes. Um, but they're putting it out. This is for like adult collectors. Like they're they're looking at me and they're like, Brad, you need to buy this. They haven't announced a price. They've been teasing it all week. And everybody is like, holy shit, because... You know, the, the figures are like between seven and eight inches tall, right? And so they're showing these weird angle pictures. It's in shadow. They're like, it's coming. The cat's lair is coming. And when you showed a picture of Lion-O, the leader of the Thundercats, he's at the controls of the cat's lair. He's sitting down in a chair. He's tiny in this picture. And he's fucking like eight inches tall, dude. So like, I, it's maybe it's hard to imagine this. Eight inches is very big for an action figure. It's huge for an action figure. Yeah. So to see this huge action figure look tiny in this base that they're going to be putting out i'm like holy shit that thing is bigger it's it very well maybe like the biggest like commercial release toy that's ever been made it's huge it's fucking huge it looks like i could probably move in and like take a cot next to lion in the fucking basement or something nice. i'm a little worried and uh I'm, i got my eyes peeled i i don't know if i'll be able to afford it probably not You're i don't know it. will i even have the room for it probably not but i'm definitely I'm, I'm on pins and needles seeing what the full reveal is going to be, how big it's going to be, what it's going to look like, what the price tag is. I don't 
I don't know. So we'll see. Um, let me tangent off that, even though yeah. I have uh, no visibility and hearing. <laughs> your, your sight's getting dim. It's um, going yeah, down. everything's getting dim. But um, so Super 7, you just nonchalantly mentioned them. Yeah, the toy company. For people who don't know, yeah, toy company. I think you've mentioned them on the show before. But yeah. I used to live in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and I went to the main Super 7. Oh, really? Are they based in San Francisco? Yeah, I think they oh. are. I mean, like, they had the main shop there. Um, okay. It had, like, a warehouse. Not warehouse, but it had, like, you know, a, kind of a shipping thing in the back. It was just a really small store. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it was just a satellite store. I don't know. So I'm not going to talk on my ass. But I love that store because every time I would go, they have a bunch of mascots. Have you seen them or have them? Um, I mean, possibly. I, have, I haven't I have not been the biggest fan of Super 7 because they have, like, a number of different toy lines and they haven't been doing the toy lines that I've been into until recently, but now I'm all aboard. So I'm a, I'm a recent convert. Let's put it this way. I might've known them when they started actually, because, um, and maybe this little store I'm talking about was so long ago. They, they basically all they had in their store was mascots, which was all these kind of like little, their own unique ones, like Japanese monster, like, you know, alien, like Uh mummy guy. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they would have T-shirts of those, similar like to Gamma Go. Did you ever follow them? I don't think so, no. They're in SF, so. too. So, yeah, there's all these little shops in SF that had these kind of little toys and all these mascots. So I loved going there and just, like, picking up random ones. Oh, I still have some, by the way. And, of course, like the – what's it? The the ear, the rabbit ones. Um, not Were they, duck, like, the little, gunny? like, this, the three-inch type action Yeah, figures? yeah, a lot yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah, all, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they would have, like, you know, a vampire. Like, there was, like, six inches or something, you know? Anywho, I went to their website. That's my remembering that I used to go to the store. And they also have T-shirts that are really cool. Uh, I don't know if you ever got a T-shirt, but there's I've a never ton gotten, of them. To look it up. I didn't know they even did T-shirts. Yeah, they have T-shirts, and they're like some are like the Sea Monster and GI Joe. Um, so I am going to now. buy some shirts from Super Seven. Oh yeah! Oh, and they I, had a whole apparel section. I had no idea. Yeah, and also I think they're growing because they have like <clears throat> a lot of sections on their website. So go check out Super7.com today, and I'm yeah. Gonna do it. They are becoming pretty popular. I mean, I, I, they've been popular for a while, so let me don't let me fool you. They just haven't been doing stuff that I was personally interested in, but they have been in the toy business for a while. Well, yeah. And they're now getting on the nostalgia train, right? So they've got Thundercats. Um, they're doing Silverhawks, which I talked about, which I'm all, I'm all in on. Um, I believe they did some kind of a crossover with Mattel at some point. It seems to me like they, they bought some of the, um, the He-Man license as well, which is kind of how I eventually found out about them. Um, but yeah, they do all sorts of stuff. So there's lots of cool stuff. Their site, new toys, um, original stuff, like you said. And I didn't even know about the shirts and all that. But there's boy, there's lots of stuff on their website. Tons of stuff. More, okay. more I, stuff than I could possibly buy. Here's the thing that's in my. Oh, it was going to be in my cart, but there's only extra small. Or there's small and extra small. What? Damn it. Uh, some are. So this one's low stock, but it's a good grief um, black and white T-shirt with uh, Charlie Brown saying "Good grief," but the "Good grief" is in Japanese. Ah, gotcha. I'm like, that's hot shit. That would have been fun. That's okay. A fun shirt. So, All anywho, right. uh, check out super7.com. There we go. Can Stay we go? tuned for We're that done? news on the cat's lair. Boy, that's going to be scary. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right, here we go. That's a show, folks. Uh, thank you very much for listening. As always, send us your questions and comments. Hit us up, sovetygamespodcast at gmail.com or individually. Carlos, where are we directing your traffic this week, sir? Yeah, the alt, alt TikTok, which is called A Lot of Things Podcast on TikTok. Watch out for that Grimace shake. The Grimace shake is not on that one, though. The Grimace shake is going to just be on my Carl Sredella one. So we'll just watch out for it in general. I'm going to do your edit, by the way, right now after this. We'll send it to me. I will will show it to the family and we'll see what they think. Okay.
All right. Uh, as for me, I'm on basically every platform. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And if you've got any tweets left out of your 600 for the day, come over and check me out <laughs> nice. over at Twitter. And this is going to do it for episode 343. Thank you again for joining us here on the So Many Games podcast. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Falls to the ground. <laughs>